Hey guys, I uh, probably should have mentioned up front, uh, Topher won't be joining us this week. Uh, that's okay. Uh, he will be back next week. Nothing crazy going on. Just busy schedules. Anyway, hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody to Woodwire and Watts. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Brent. Today we're talking about guitar and amp repair with our good friend Brent Garrett, owner of Old 303 out in Bluffton, Indiana. That's, uh, that's, if you're not familiar, we're, we're in Fort Wayne, Indiana here. Uh, Bluffton's about half hour, 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's not far from Fort yeah. Wayne at all. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so you get Brent two weeks in a row with us. Yay, I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh wait, so. is this the first, oh this is the first week, so. Yeah, so this is the first week. Uh, Surprise, he's going to be back next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> I guess we're just going to jump right into news and new gear topics. Yeah. Uh, all that fun stuff. Well, I, I've got a few things on there. I, uh, TC, I know that Topher's not here, but uh, <laughs> he was excited about the TC Electronic Infinite pedal, I didn't which is that, that was the sustainer, the, you know, hold it down and it holds your chords out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like a freeze pedal. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out why this... Why I would buy this over the freeze is yeah. what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> it's I it's I think it's like it, I think this is a little more like the electro harmonics, the super ego, okay, or super ego plus, which I have on the pedal board over there. Um, but it, it that's it's it's like the it's like a freeze, like it sustains the thing, but you can send it through effects. I think gotcha. so, like built in, like morph that. So it's kind of like a synth sustainer. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so besides the teeth, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sat, sat, uh, we're, we'll be a couple weeks late on this because of the the you know space between airing, mm -hmm. but uh, but I'm sure everybody has heard the news about the uh, Dumble. Dumble. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't he, heard this. He, he, oh, yeah, uh, uh, he passed. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, is it Howard? How, yeah, Howard Dumble. Howard yeah, Dumble. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. I don't know. Yeah. I've uh, never actually played one of his amps. I've had people ask me about yeah. them and before. Has anybody? Played I don't one? think any of us here have probably yeah. played one. Yeah. <laughs> I've never played one. If, but. I, if somebody wants to lend me, like, I don't know, 50 yeah. to 100 grand, I'll yeah, go pick one up. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a mad scientist with yeah. that stuff, though, really. Like, yeah. I mean that in the best way. I, I've played, uh, I've played like, the things that emulate it. Yes. And, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I, a sound. I would like to know if this is one of those, like, how much is in, in your head versus how much of it is actually, like, real like is, is the hype real you know, you know what I mean I don't think the hype's yeah. ever real on like, any of them it's like a, it's I like hate a, to be the bigger like yeah. news I, yeah. I, I'm that person too like yeah. I am never going to pay that much for a no. nap I don't care who it is I mean yeah. I think I've mentioned before that um, I am a believer though that there is an extremely uh, drastic difference between a, an amp like a Friedman mm -hmm. and you know which is a more expensive model yeah. But having been able to play that, okay, I can I can t say that it's yeah. it, it, it's it's that good. But man, some of the money they get well, for vintage, yeah. I the, just can't. Yeah, and the vintage, the vintage market is where, where I'm getting really yeah. Getting, like I understand like so I, I think we've said on here before like I we like Adam and I have come from the classical world. I don't know if you if you've done classical guitar at all. I have not. Yeah. No. Uh, I like I was actually a brass major. So okay. I, I and I played euphonium, which is like a small tuba. Now to get into a a low grade euphonium or into a low grade wind instrument half the time, you're talking four or five G's. Wow. Yeah. So like, this is one thing I always have to like bring into context for guitar players. Like every other instrument out there 
paying five to ten grand is not. Um, oh yeah, I can I can see that. You know yeah, I mean? certainly. I, the difference, though, I think, is also if you're like a re, if you're like a serious like brass player, right? Mm-hmm. And and you get that gold ticket instrument, right? You probably don't have eight different ones to do eight different yes. things that are yeah. all costing four or five grand You're each. A, a trumpet player, yeah. a trumpet player or, will have three, maybe three instruments mm-hmm. at most, three or four, because uh, you got your, you know, your standard trumpet, your piccolo trumpet, whatever, and then your backup. Yeah. Sure. This is fascinating to me. I did not know this. Oh yeah, this, this, is, this is super cool. Like if, if you're an oboe player, so. Okay. Buddy of mine, shout out Ryan. You might be watching this. Oboe players. Uh, Stupid, stupid money for a, stu- a student instrument. Really, like, like intermediate student instrument to just get through. Is it really college. because of the c- composition of metal, the material it's, itself? Yeah, it's it, hands on. Wow. Because yeah. like you're talking the like the amount of skill you have to have to make the. It's like violins, right? Sure, like, sure. I see, and I understand that. Probably yeah. quantity yeah. and demand yes. too, probably right. I mean, I, there can't be like a ton of people out there making great oboes. No, not that, probably th- not. <laughs> we. Uh, I, I'm stepping over this very carefully. Okay. <laughs> so depending on the instrument, so I, well, I shouldn't even say oboe. Maybe like just wind instruments in yeah. general. Yeah. There's maybe a few major manufacturers now here in Indiana. Uh, the and I, I'm I'm not joking when I say this. If you guys don't know, this is the band instrument capital of the world. Oh, Elkhart, wow. Indiana is the yep. band instrument capital of the world. I did not know that. Uh, Indiana is also known. Indiana and Texas are also extremely known for their marching band. Like it's a serious, okay. serious thing here. Uh, Con Selmer, which is located up in Elkhart, is one of the bigger for mostly intermediate grade instruments. And yeah, they pay like serious, you can get into serious money. now. You, That's really cool though. That's interesting to know. I did not know that at all. Yep. Uh, so we also have Fox uh, for woodwind instruments, which is down south, Terre Haute area. Okay. Um, but they're they're the same way, like wow, big cool. money for clarinets and oboes and that kind of stuff. I ran into that with the violin market um, just through the shop, um, and it, I actually shout out to my buddy in Michigan, uh, Sterling. That uh, he's a he's kind of a picker, but he. Uh, he's known about violins mm-hmm. forever so you know he's always telling me these things and over the course of years i learned but yeah man a violin there's people that mortgage their homes yes. in their lives for a yeah. concert 50, violin that, 50k for if you're yeah. a professional violin like violin that's insanity not, yeah and considering how much we play like the three of us you guys more so yeah. than i do most yeah. of the time uh like i mean i don't i wouldn't see that big of a deal like Yes, it's a lot of money. Dropping three grand on an amp isn't, yeah. isn't out of the question. Well, no, and I guess yeah. I've, I've always said this. I, I Forgive me if I'm not allowed to say it, but I'm too poor to too, too, too poor to play shit or buy <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, I would prefer to buy one or two really good pieces of gear that I know I can, I'm not going to have to ever replace. Yeah. So I get the idea of spending that kind of money uh, but I think at a certain point too, you're paying for a status symbol, then, yes. right? Like, yeah. like I mean, uh, it's the, that bell curve, right? Like, how yeah. much how much better are you getting for how much money? And that's where I think yeah. that like something like a Friedman or a hand wired Marshall or mm-hmm. some of the Supro stuff's really good. All those amps, probably, I don't know if the discerning ear could tell the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and and the other thing is like it, it comes down to. Uh, common sense financial stuff if you're making a, enough money off of yes. what you do oh sure like, that's a tax write-off sure absolutely like, very much I like tax write-off yep. yeah i make some money yeah. yeah but i do get it i mean we have a drum set that um i have a 1964 ludwig um mahogany three-ply kit it's maple mahogany maple 
Or I'm sorry, the other way. Maple, mahogany, maple. Or did I say that already? And I'm just dumb. <laughs> I think I did. But either way, uh, but either way, the, the interest, the, that drum kit, if you were to buy the equivalent new from Ludwig, it's their collector series. They only made a thousand for this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think one of the bigger local music stores around here sells it for close to 3,500 bucks, you know? Yeah. And, and so... I was able to find this kit and, you know, get my hands on it and do my magic and it really does sound like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. you could, you, I can hear it, you know, it really yeah. is worth what somebody would expect to pay, I think, so. That's also like $3,500 is still not in the stupid amount of money. I, exactly, I, I couldn't I mean, imagine like, spending 50 grand on an yeah. instrument yeah, and I that think, seems to be not out of the question in the brass, classical in yeah, the classical yeah. world. So, one of <laughs> I won't say names. One of my one of my friends uh, when he graduated college, he went off to be uh, to play in the Marine Band. Yes, yes, um, yes. Because yes. I'm a former Marine. Band. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. I'm a so, former Marine. And, then, yep. and that's a like big deal for brass players because that's one of the ways like we make cash as performers. Absolutely. And I think eight G's is what he spent on. His I wouldn't own. be surprised. Oh, yeah. And then that was like middle. Of Interestingly, the road. did you yeah. know that the Marine Corps band, mm -hmm. unless you're in the presidential, the presidential, uh, the Marine Corps presidential band, yeah. those guys are are you know world class yeah. yes. musicians. They don't have to go mm -hmm. to boot camp. They don't have to participate in any of that stuff. So, but your buddy, if he's in a regular, yeah. if yeah. he's in a regular Marine Corps band, he still has to learn hand to hand combat. He still has to learn a rifle. He yep. still has to go to infantry school. Well, the bait, what they call Marine combat training, but yep. um, he, yeah, he have to learn how to do everything. I got to meet the <laughs> arranger for the Marine Corps band. That's very and cool. So he 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 said, yeah, they're badasses, and they can play a mean trombone too. You know. Like, what's yeah. weird is, do you know what Drum Corps International is? I do. Okay, yep. so he came out of a pro drum corps Very and then went into boot camp. That makes sense. So he was ready for boot yeah, camp. Sure he was. So yeah. he had like these eighteen-year-old kids that were like, they felt like they were dying, and he was like, "This is," you know, other than getting yelled at, this yeah. is this is usually really my, cool. my regiment. Yeah, no, that's just how it goes. The Marine Corps, they're talented musicians, beautiful musicians, man. I, I told my son that it's the, you know, the guys that are doing that, it's like being a member, the, especially the presidential own, the presidential's, president's own, yep. um, you know, those guys are London Philharmonic, you know, they, yep. they're just as good as anybody you could ever imagine. I think, and, and he told me, I want to say a lot of them go to the... Baltimore Symphony? I would, Usually, I would they, assume they trade, so. They trade, I think. Because Indianapolis, yeah. Maryland, Baltimore, that's all yeah. in the D.C. general area. Yeah. Marine Corps headquartered there. I, they're actually, I think, at uh, 8th and I, which is where the Commandant's home is. But okay. uh, the band actually lives there. Oh, They're wow. on, on. Oh yeah, you yeah. any day of the week you're driving through there, you'll see them out on the parade ground practicing Man. and performing. That's really cool. So, anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm not shocked that the instruments cost that much money. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really am not. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, so yeah, double amps. Well, they're probably way more than what we're thinking now. They're a anyway. lot. So it's a lot. Hundred thousand dollars is what they were pre his I, death. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, hundred thousand dollars for one of his amps. Because before his death. Before yeah. his death. Whoa. Yeah. There, there's, okay. He didn't. I mean. He made. I think he made them all himself. Like we're talking in the hundreds. Okay, so the yeah, the yeah. number there, of there are very number, there are very few that exist. Uh, that makes sense then. Yeah. No, we're not like Klon, like where there's a lot, but there's there's less doubles. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, a couple of them have big names attached to them. I think 
bottom Mazda has Stevie Ray's old one. You wow. know what I mean? So wow, wow, like wow. It's had three so they have movies. they're almost like relics. It, it's a, yeah. yeah, like they're then they wow. also they get this like prestige line. Sure. And, like if if you care about that sort of thing and want to pay for those names, you know it. Wow, it's got to have like a pedigree almost. <laughs> yeah. Like it's you know who? Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. The, the uh, what's the the violent Stradivarius uh-huh. same yeah. idea yeah mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so that that's been some sad news that's happened but I don't think anybody any of us are going to be buying a Dumble anytime soon anyway. Pro- probably <laughs> probably not too yeah. soon well maybe maybe like a steel string swing whatever the <laughs> the the pedal that sounds oh, like a Dumble I there's a bunch of brands that make them well the, the Wampler Bell is a yeah that's yeah. no that, that no the Bell is a isn't it that isn't that the the other, not the tube screen, the other green pedal, the ODR. Noble, nobles? Nobles. Isn't that, a, isn't that a Nobles clone? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I can't keep it straight. <laughs> I have a tube screamer. <laughs> so what is the sound that, that these, so if they've obviously came up with a pedal to, to replicate the sound, what are you getting from the from the, the, the pedal? Like, is it? It's, it's, it's like, you, you know, like when they have an amp in a box. Transparent overdraft. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Whatever, whatever that. Whatever. Big term okay. beans, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I'm sure they're nice amps. I'm sure they are too. They have to be. That was wow. very diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 I can if I could live in one, then yeah, maybe right, right, right. House. right. If it <laughs> if it made my breakfast too. Magic transistors. <laughs> I I don't know. It's cool. All right, let's get right into the top. Uh, no, Rift Challenge. We got Rift Challenge. All right. And, and you, uh, get, you get to be our guest judge. I'm excited about With this. guest submission. Yes. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, we have three submissions today. We have three submissions. Nice. Go ahead, Adam. All right, so today's original Rift Challenge. In a last-ditch effort to get a guest on the week's episode of Sesame Street, the production assistant frantically drives around the city looking for any possible idea. He finds a man wearing a schoolboy uniform playing guitar. He says, this must be a children's performer. <laughs> he gets him in the car and takes him back to the studio where he is asked to play a children's song. Of course, it's Angus Young of ACDC. Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, Let's see how this goes. Did you, send the, you, you play yours first this time. I'll play mine first? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I call, I call this one uh, Pop Goes the Thunder. <laughs> I'm trying not to get in trouble with the copyrights.
we, we we're right. still gonna hear yours. Yeah, but, but you, holy shit. But I but the, yeah, you won. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm glad I got. I, I was I not expecting the actual melody from. No, I wasn't. That wasn't the melody. Never mind. judge between you two though i david i thank you david for just blowing everybody else out of the water Jesus. yeah that <laughs> sesame street whoa bro oh man huh. that's right. that, that actually a pretty fun challenge really silly uh-huh i like that okay moving on to our, main, our main topic, topic then yeah Yes, so today we're going to actually talk to brent he is our guest host and also our guest proper proper yeah mm, thank whoa. you thank you so today's guest, Brent Garrett, and we are talking uh, to him. He he has many many interesting hobbies and outlets and creative pursuits. But yep. today's focus, we're going to actually be talking to him about repairs, repair yeah. work on guitars and amps because yes. he runs a repair shop. I do. Yep, and um, yeah, what, you know, typically the th- think the thing that a lot of people don't understand about repair and building is that you know a lot of times you got to fix people's really bad repairs from before and things like that you know oh, yeah. yeah you know uh but um yeah so um you know i know you're jack of many trades like we said like running studio playing band you do yep. film production all the repairs all that stuff so how did you get started how did you get started in music so um i played music as a young man i wanted to be in a band when i saw smells like teen spirit <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta, uh, I gotta do that. I want to play a pep rally, like from hell, like that. But yeah. <laughs> um, got into guitar. Uh, I actually quit playing music for a really long time while I was in the military, and uh, so it wasn't until I got out of the military that I kind of picked music back up again. So I had a real big break in there. But our family's always been very musically directed. Um, when I got retired from the military, I went to work professionally doing backline, and then actually got hired to uh, work for some national acts, Loverboy. Everybody's working mm-hmm. for the weekend. Yeah. So I uh, worked for them for several years, guitar teching and uh, lots of other bands nationally. And then I realized I'd spent a lot of time away from my family touring and I wanted to come home and be around my kids. And uh, so I opened a repair shop and basically took the stuff that I did out on the road for folks and uh, brought it locally to uh, Bluffton area. Right so, yeah. What was the what was the first what was like the first guitar or amp that you ever worked on for someone? I so I used to work on um, Paul Dean, my boss from Loverboy. Um, I worked on his fifty watt Marshall amp. It was JCM eight hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, did my first mod on that. And um, it was weird because that amp had actually at one point belonged to Zach Wild. Oh, wow. uh, who the amp had belonged to 
a good friend of mine, uh, Jerry Wong, who was the tour manager mm-hmm. for Loverboy at the time. That's how it ended up it, oh, getting wow. to Paul. Wow. But then it ended up going back to um, Zach Wild. And with my mod in it, and he had it changed back to the old way because he didn't like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, but that didn't matter. But hey, I was just doing what I was told to do. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, guitar stuff, then you know, just a lot of stuff I've had to teach myself. A lot of self-taught stuff, and dive in and figure it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're blessed to have a wealth of information available to us now, and you know, you can you can do some some looking online, pretty much, and teach yourself a lot of stuff you know but oh, yeah. um i learned to solder though from my dad so i, I yeah that was the thing i do a lot of repairs with electronics and that, was, that was my next question yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah i was uh i was gonna ask you if you studied like electronics or luthiers luthier eh, i can't talk to you no you're luthier good work somewhere or <laughs> or not. just had a mentor or just learned it i i just learned it i um a lot of the stuff i learned was out of necessity in the sense that it's like you know, my boss was like, "Hey, my guitar, the pot is got, it's not working." Mm-hmm. When and I would waste hours figuring out something that you, another guy tech might come around later and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, hey, if you use your voltmeter, you can do that." It's like, "Oh, great!" You know what I mean? So I feel like I got, I missed the very basics of of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and and stuff that was maybe a lot of common sense for guys because they went to school or studied mm-hmm. electronics. Um, so that in that respect, I'm I've had to teach myself a lot of stuff that'd be a little scary at amps doesn't it yeah and my dad it see i i get that from my pops like i said my dad worked in television he he can fix build repair Mm -hmm. anything you know you ask him to build a tesla coil or fix the cabinets and fix your plumbing he'll do it all you know he's amazing Mm -hmm. um and the first thing i ever soldered was i tried to fix his radio for him and i soldered it horribly and my dad can solder and he's he knows his this stuff and he's like, what did you think you stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night or something? He's like, this is not going to work. He's like, you know, do you know how to solder? Uh, no. So he taught me how to solder. You know, oh, nice. And I'm, I'm really good at it now because it's actually kind of, have you done much where it gets kind of therapeutic after yeah. a little bit, doesn't it? You know, it's kind of like. I, I'm not I'm not the best soldering person in the world, yeah. but I've gotten better over the years. And I, I think that a lot of people don't, they don't realize. It's they, the finesse. They always think they're taking the soldering iron to the solder mm-hmm. rather than the yeah. solder to the solder. Yep, yeah. yep. It's like guys that have welded, my buddies that have welded and they've watched me solder or something. They're like, wow, man, that's just like welding. I was like, yeah, it is. It's just different. But you, you bring up a good point. People are scared to mess with amplifiers, especially tube yeah. amplifiers. And I am too. And and it just as a general disclaimer, you know, um, don't mess with that stuff if you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? And I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, but I am I know enough to be safe. Yeah. And, you know, with tube amplifiers, the main thing is your capacitors. You got to decharge them. You got to decharge them, yeah. And it's that's, again, get on YouTube, watch a, a five-second video on how to, to do that, and you'll be safe at the very least. You know, um, Topher was getting ready to do some DIY ham stuff, and yeah. we're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold up! <laughs> Just wait a second. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and you can get hurt pretty bad messing with some of those stuff. I don't know that anybody's ever been killed by a capacitor in a tube amp. I'm sure they like to make you think that that's the case. I've certainly been electrocuted, so I know it hurts. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, I don't know that you can really die, but. The voltage is there, so it's in theory it's possible. <laughs> yeah, they they always have that. Like you see that. I don't know if anyone ever talked to you. I just remember the first guitar shop that I worked at. Like, 
I had an old two prong, like you know, yes, our, like really old amp, and I brought it. He's like, oh, I almost still got the death cap. Yeah, death right? cap. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Right? Yeah. I'm like, it's gotta have that name for a reason, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll store. Yeah, it'll look at it, it'll kill you. I mean, I I would be curious. At some point, I might have to after this Google it. Has anybody ever died from <laughs> working on a tube amp? But. Um, I bet you could really easy because there used to be problems with the old Voxes mm -hmm. because of that prong and you get caught in a ground loop basically and you just fry yourself. So I'm sure that could be really bad. Oh, yeah. You know, you're just basically putting a direct direct current right now to you through your guitar mm -hmm. um, and that's that's that could be bad. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> and British stuff is usually 220, isn't it? I think it goes internal, like there's like there's a transformer that steps it up to that. Uh, it might be one of the two. I, I know the old British Vox stuff steps up, like you said. So, yeah. it but or steps down because it's coming two twenty out of the wall and it goes down to one. I can't yeah, remember. That's, yeah. I but they don't make them like that. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. death caps are gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the two prongs are gone. This is definitely a modern. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, and what Adam's referring to is you look at a plug on uh, most amplifiers they'll have three legs they'll have the two prongs and then that cylindrical one that's in the middle that's a ground and if you look at your wall outlet it'll have a corresponding ground to it a lot of older houses don't necessarily have ground uh, so yeah is that way i have i have three prong outlets yeah <laughs> yeah well uh -huh. that I one over there i uh i i disagree with let me tell you <laughs> So I, I, I may I may need to have some updated wiring in parts of the house. Hey, that's I, okay. I uh, have. I got electrocuted during a practice. Oh <laughs> man. Okay. Well, in that uh, case, yeah. I accidentally smacked his uh, his uh, his road one road case with his uh, a PA amp in there. Oh. I don't know what happened. Well, like all of a sudden, my arms went. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when you, when you, well, I when I got talked into peeing on an electrical fence when I was a kid. That's what it feels like, you know. It's like, yeah, you're like, oh, this is so bad. Why did I do that? You know, it's like this is terrible. You know, there's a Ren Stimpy song about that, right? Is it really? Yeah. No, I know Ren Stimpy. I was talking about it, but I don't know the song. Don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> don't whiz on. The I'm gonna check that out too. Oh yeah, I got talked about Man, that was like, what just happened to me? No, that was no. so happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah, no, happy, yeah I know that one. <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Not after that. Not, not after, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I, you know, I try the very best when I work on stuff to explain to people. It's like, if it's beyond my skill set, you know, there's people out there that, um, and through the, that, at the very least, I can get you pointed in the direction of somebody that's going to help you, yeah. you know. Um, in our particular area, we don't have a lot of repair shops or too many places where uh, repair work can be done, and... You know, it just depends. I think some of some places overcharge, but you know what I mean. In the same respect, you know, you if people are willing to pay it, and it yeah. must be that the worth is worth worth right. that that too. Because you know, I've had that conversation. It's like I maybe I don't charge enough for the work and stuff that I do, um, but primarily I. I always feel bad, like, somebody brings me a guitar and they're like, hey, my son needs a string changed, and like, yeah. you know what I mean, it's one string, you yeah. know, and I'm like, I can't charge you a $50 bench fee or no. something to change yeah. a string for you, yeah. so I try to keep that that personal that personal relationship going with customers, too. I don't do a lot of, of retail work anymore, it's all mostly repairs now, mm -hmm. so the shop is pretty much strictly gone to repair and uh, we do still custom build stuff, um, not as much as we were doing a couple years ago. 
COVID kind of put a spank on a lot of that oh, stuff, yeah, you know. Do it, yeah. But repair work still seems to be, you know, that that you're always going to have. I think. Mm-hmm. Were you guys doing a entirely like, like storefront, or were you guys going off reverb? Or? We were doing storefront. Um, I was down in Bluffton, and I'll have a storefront again. I mean, I've I've talked um, actually when I moved out of the storefront down there, it was really because we were on complete lockdown, mm-hmm. and at the time, um, you know, I was putting enough. The money couldn't justify one or the other, and so um, I bought a house. It's been about two years ago now, and uh, I have a really nice finished building there with with uh, the new shop facility in there. And we we try to be open on Saturdays and Sundays for a little bit for folks to drop stuff off. But prior to that, yeah, I was open um, six days a week, a storefront, um, and um, but being where I was at in Bluffton location geographically you don't have walk-in traffic you know so it became very apparent that um, I could be just as busy if I went to appointment only you know and just people get a hold of me and say hey you know what day are you gonna be I had a uh, um, a good friend of mine that used to work at the Guitar Center here in Fort Wayne uh, Tosh you know who I'm talking about I don't think so. I, I, I don't typically give out folks' last names or whatever, no, but no, yeah, yeah. I, you might have known him by his first name, but he's a he's a nice dude. He uh, dropped that KMD amp off I was telling you about oh, the okay. other day, and uh, he was talking about, we were talking about how that um, by appointment only is, you know, it works well. He's from mm-hmm. up here. You know, he's like, I come pick it up next week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it works pretty good that way. So what... Since you've worked on so many things, do you have a personal just favorite amp and guitar? Either that you own or would like to? Ooh, okay. So personal favorite guitar is is my 65 uh, Gibson SG Special. It's had two headstock breaks, um, one of which not that long ago. Um, and the, it, interestingly, I did the repair on that myself, mm-hmm. but I sent it to somebody else to do the finish work because I couldn't yeah. do the, I, I could have done the paint and finish work myself, but because it was my guitar and it just made me sick to my stomach to, to look at it, I did, I was just like, I'll have it back when it looks pretty again. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like, I don't want it now. <laughs> hurts me. But, um. Scary thing when that happens. Yeah, and I had the opportunity to repair Adams, which was cool. Um, I about cried. Over yeah, I know you did, man. You were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I got your message. You'd put, he had played a show with us that night, and um, got back home and said, "Hey, <laughs> just this. I'm home, and my SG headstock's broke." I was like, wah, wah, wah. "That was the junk drawer release." Yeah, well, he, he had it by junk drawer. It was before. He fixed it for the junk drawer release. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. was like two weeks after that show. So yeah, yeah. it was like we rushed it to get it done. Yeah. We got it done for him. And it plays great. Yeah. So I love that guitar. That's a very cool guitar. SG as well. Um, but my favorite amp, man. Uh, I guess I can tell you the AC three AC thirty story now. Yeah, because that's kind of funny. But uh, for the longest time, I I play currently a, a Marshall or not a Marshall. A, gosh, my head's full of amps. Mesa. Um, Dual rectifier, 50 watt, solo head, which I love. Um, that's Definitely my, not a quiet amp. <laughs> no, that's my gigging. But I, as far as amps go, I think the 18 watt Marshall is one of my favorite. The the Advox AC15, AC30, all those you know smaller amps I really liked. And the AC30 was uh, always something I wanted uh, when I was in the Marine Corps. And 21 years old, just recently married. Only been married maybe six months. My first wife. 
uh, sees me walk home with this AC30 that I picked up at the Guitar Center and out in, out in Maryland. And my dear friend was with me at the time, and he's like, your wife is going to freaking kill you. You know what I mean? You just... I, but I, I, I wanted to go buy it. I was like, I'm buying this. I didn't know quite yet that you don't do those sort of things. <laughs> so I bought the amp, took it home, and I hid it from her for... I, my goal was to hide it longer than 30 days because I thought as long as I hide it longer than 30 days, I can fess up after the fact, but I won't be able to return it. Yeah, so they're not going to take it back. So I'll fess up and come clean, but only after I know I don't have to take it back. So I do this. And uh, she finally figures out at some point, and the day I brought it home, she's like, she's like, what is this? I said, oh, it's just an old amp. I said, you see, it doesn't look like any of the, the, uh, the, the, the yeah. stuff that, because it does look like kind of an older, she's like, she's like, oh, okay. That was the end of it. Well, she finally asked why this money was missing from our account like a month later. I'm like, oh, yeah, so I bought this amp and blah, 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 blah. Well, she was really, 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 really mad. <laughs> and she said that we would get our money back. She promised us we would get our money back. So we go to Guitar Center in a minute. I see the guy, the salesman, too. He's like, yo, bro, what's up, man? Like, he's so excited to see me because I bought this expensive amp, you know? And he's mm -hmm. like, this guy's coming back to buy more. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, don't be excited at all about this. <laughs> she brings the amp in, and I knew it. He's like, uh, he's like, I'm sorry, you know, it's past the return day. We just can't do that. I'm like, yeah, see, babe, I told you, you know what I mean? Like, tried to tell you, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. She starts freaking bawling hysterically. And this guy is like, maybe we can figure something out. I'll talk to the manager. So... Anyways, he talks to the manager, the guy writes a check, she takes it, you know what I mean? We're outside, and as soon as we're walking outside, she's like, I told you we get her the damn money back. Oh. And I'm like, oh, she turned it on, man, she got an Oscar for that, and she got the money back. I'm like, cold woman, cold, you're nice, nice, you know, tip of the hat to you there. Did you, did you get to enjoy the sound of it for a month i did actually and, and i've not bought an ac30 since because i do want to buy an ac30 again before i die but i want to get one exactly like that like oh, yeah yeah like yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know and it really wasn't even i think that would have been about 1999 so they were still made in england then i don't think they've gone to china yet but Corgum, I, I think corgum they, 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 they own them now do they oh, own they, them? Yeah. they just okay i don't know if they own them then but I, I thought there was. Uh, they did. I think so. This was a court licensed, but Marshall builds. I oh. think is what they were. So yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh -huh. in, in mid nineties, I thought because that's the one that yep. Rhett Shaw always talks about on his. Yep, that's like, you need to find this one because it doesn't have the it's correct ground problem. Yep, everything. it's this was ninety six to ninety nine time frame. I think I bought that amp in ninety nine. So mm -hmm. that it, I know specifically what amp it is, and if I see it again, it's like. Okay, I'll get one. Yeah. Well, and I'm not actively looking for one either, but just say it. At some point, I'll have another one. Yeah. <laughs> but that's probably my, my I don't know, I, I have affinity for Marshalls and, and Vox, those British Like amps. the British sound. I do, yeah. 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 All right, I've got, yeah. got one last question sure. on the roster. Uh, and this is, uh, so advice from you for anybody listening that 
gets interested in learning to work on their own gear of some kind, yeah. what kind of what kind of advice or direction would you point them in? I would tell them that um, Stu Mac sells a couple books that are uh, what is it called the repair, guitar repair guide? Is that what it is? It's kind of the bible of, of, of luthiers. Uh, do you know if you guys get a chance? Look, you'll see it right away. You could put it in the show notes, but it's I think it's called the Ultimate Guitar Repair Guide, and I know. Uh, Wade, the guy that runs the guitar gallery here at at the local Sweetwater facility, mm-hmm. yep. says that his guys they they swear by it. You know, and, and, and on the road it was the Bible, and that book can tell you anything you need to know about doing anything as detailed or as complicated as you want. I highly re- encourage you to um, learn a little bit about if you're into amps and pedals, learn basic. The schematic stuff learn how to read schematics i can't read schematics yet i've been teaching myself it's literally like learning a different language oh, yeah. so you know um just like guys that can read music i'm sure you guys can chart and read music i can read music but i have to sit down and you know really work i can't read it like like a musician can read my son is a is a musician he's was in marching band and you know he's going to school at um, <clears throat> Purdue here for music industry and um, he, he can read music mm-hmm. I can't you know but I would encourage anybody that wants to mod a guitar a pedal uh, especially an amp learn how to read the circuit because that's going to tell you everything and it um, but there's ways to cheat that you know you can look up the circuit online and look up different diagrams you know what I mean just do your homework we got tons of tools ahead of, uh, available to us to find stuff um, but find an old guy that's what I had to do. You know, find an old guy that, or somebody that you know that does it, or and it doesn't necessarily even have to be on instruments. If there's guys that do um, ham radio stuff, chances are they probably know how to tweak circuits and stuff too. You know, you'd be surprised at the old guys that were in the military that worked on radios and things like that that would be that are a huge source of of uh, audio knowledge that is that's going away. It's going away. You know, we won't have it always. So. Interesting tie in there. Yeah. Joe Walsh is a big ham radio guy. Is he really? Yeah, yeah I, I love Joe Walsh too. Mm-hmm. I have to look up the title. Interesting tie as well. There's a ham radio podcast, yes. and it has a very similar name as our, our podcast name. Yeah. <laughs> See, in, in my <laughs> other realm, this would be called the synchronicity, and I would. Be, but um, that's very cool. No, I I really do. I think that you know, there's that was the big thing that get got me inspired about doing this stuff. Anything I've ever done, I've always just. I've either taught myself how to do it or asked people and, and and then equally been willing to share that information with other people too. It's like if you're going to spend time teaching me something, I, I can't be selfish and not pass it on to somebody else too. And I think that's where, you know, if you're into this stuff, just ask around. You're going to find somebody that's into oh, it yeah. too. Sure. And, then, and then just... You know, if they're good people, gravitate to them because they'll want to share their knowledge. You know, they'll want to, they'll want to share it with you. That's always the big joke, you know, that repair shop guys you know don't don't exchange information you know who do there's a couple repair guys that call me to do their repairs just like (laughs) i mentioned i don't do my i sent my guitar off to another repair guy that's a fellow guy because i know he excels at it you know Mm -hmm. and um so yeah find those people they're out there cool thank you yeah um I got nothing else on there. I really enjoyed this, guys. Thanks yeah, very thank much. You. Thank you. Yeah, love to get you on another show with us, too, sometimes. Yeah. For sure. Fun. Well, guys, we, we moved through that one a little bit quick, but that, that's okay. Next week's topic, we'll be talking about amps, uh, specifically the big the big three, Fender, Marshall, and Vox. So be ready for that. Ooh, Vox. Um, we'll, also have, <laughs> we'll also have Brent back. 
Uh, like I said before, uh, we record two of these at once. Uh, so we'll also have Topher uh, on that one. Yeah. Um, yep. We're all wearing the same shirt, so they figure out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of shirts, we now have merch. Uh, we have Woodwire & Watts uh, t-shirts. Uh, we have a... A, a, a Teespring store, uh, so you can get uh, shirts, coffee mugs. I, I don't know what all Cover put on there, and I'm kind of there's, afraid. There's all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, so check that out. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit like and subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. If you're on the audio side as well, yeah, our Patreon is up up and live as well. Check that out. Links in the description. Um, other than that, uh... all right, we have a last minute musical guest. Y'all know the drill. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you'll have to go down to the links below to go to the featured song. If you're on the audio side, you'll hear it at the end. Thanks, guys. Hey there, folks. I'm Jess Jones. I'm a singer-songwriter outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, the featured song today is a song called 210. It's an uh, upcoming song on my new EP called Cloud Seeding. It was recorded in Anderson, Indiana at my friend Greg's house at his home studio that we affectionately call the Elephant Lounge. Greg has, because I'm not techie, has a Presauna Studio Live AR16 USB mixer, whatever that means, and we used my Shure 57 Beta to record it with. Um, new EP was coming out February 14th, so sad songs for romantic nights. Um, we also did a full video of the entire recording process that was all done in one take. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on Woodwire and Watts. Till next time, tune up. Crank the volume. Let her rip. You seem pretty comfortable. No, no. Not like most dogs. And he's calm. You just give me the thumbs up. Okay, I'll start whacking away. The 
doesn't matter the game Well I just count them up to ten And I count them back down again last year and I played it a handful of times and you know my friend tall Joe he's got really long hair maybe okay really tall anyway he came with me tall I think tall Joe he came with me like every night that I played that and he's like I don't really think you should play that one I don't think it's very good so I went all right so I put it away for a long time and Thank goodness. <laughs> 